All right. <laughs> Wait, when Welcome did it go back for you? to episode. Like really late. Um, <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. Welcome back to episode four. Yeah, it is episode of our four. Little mini podcast of creating our theater. Um, so far, we have discussed a couple. It's three that we. It's episode three. What? This is episode three. Oh wait, no, it's not. I'm so sorry. It is episode four. Wasting our time already here, Jayla. Okay, whoa. Um, let's just start over. Okay, ready? No. Hey, welcome back to episode <laughs> four over. of our podcast. Um, this week we're this week who even knows the timeline <laughs> um we're gonna talk about season planning and it's been a week for us for us season yeah it has been a week for us but um for our listeners who knows probably two seconds um, yeah for us we're putting the word season in quotes because right now we don't really know what our season's gonna be like timeline range or even in practice we don't know anything we don't know a single thing let's jump right in with the first question which is what type of work are we doing yeah and why um i think we discussed this a little bit in our building episode and maybe even in our last episode about um like if we were to are we going to just do theater or are we going to do other things? And like, we came to the conclusion that like, it has to be some sort of like performed art Mm -hmm. that we're not going to like, we're not like visual art isn't really our thing. So like probably not going to have paintings or whatever like that. Um, But like dance maybe. um, And then like theater, maybe singing. We completely left out like, okay. I brought up music, and you were like, no. Yeah, but I, you were talking about recording, no, not, I wasn't. like, performance. I was not talking okay, about recording. Okay, whatever. So that was a... <laughs> that was just, like, a little blip in my mind then, I guess. Um, but, yeah. You're so the one what, that brought in so recording. What, what type of work would you want to do? Um, for me... What's, like, what's your dream for this My theater? dream... I mean, I think my dream... Let's let's stop calling it a theater. I think we should call it, like, a community art space. Um, okay. I don't really care. But my dream <laughs> isn't really... I think that is a good thing, though. We It's not... A, um, it is, but it's not... Like, its primary purpose isn't to be a theater. And I think this goes into my dream. The primary purpose isn't to be a theater. It's to be, like, a working space. Like, you know those... Mm, doesn't matter. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, so, my dream... I don't know if... Yeah, because, like, you... I don't know if content-wise I have, like, a specific thing in mind. But just, like, for the entire life of the company, it's just a place where people want to go to workshop their material. And then... That's pretty much it. That's really it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where our, like, 
branches of it come in because like my branch is more the production to like bring us in money so that your branch can do and we'll get into that more in our last episode on finances but your um branch is more the development and working with the artists um but in types of in terms of type of work we're gonna stick with the performing yeah um arts or like and i'm not interested in two people shows not interested so it has to be more than two people i think two people shows are so so boring really Um, unless it's really good yeah did you enjoy reading guards at the top um see that's the thing because i was also thinking about also couldn't you consider pillow man a two-person show because only two people are on stage at once it's the two interrogators and the man the writer but i was also thinking about that and i would say no because both when i read guards of the taj and pillow man i imagined so many other people on stage being there interesting so would you limit work to being like you can how how so that just like confuses me a little because like would you be like oh we're not like if you want to write a two-person show like we're not for you or would you be like you just need to make it good because um. <laughs> like i i read a two-person show at signature that they're actually gonna do like next year or like they're planning to do next year in their season um and I liked it. It was, like, interesting. It wasn't, like, anything special. But, like... What made it interesting? I wouldn't interesting? have complained about two people. Um, Just, like, the dynamic between the two people. How long was I it? I think it was just, like, so... Yeah. The show. Um, It must have been, like, a full length, like, 90 minutes. Interesting. I don't know. I didn't see it. I only yeah. read it. How many pages was it? I don't remember. This was a year ago. <gasps> oh my um, gosh. Oh, no, it wasn't a year ago. It was almost a year ago. Um, Anywho. See, the thing is, I wouldn't market Guards of the Top. Oh, but other people would. As a two-person yeah, show? Wouldn't. Like, yeah, it's about it's their relationship, two, one, but two, it's about two how... People. They react to everything happening the, in their life. Mm-hmm. It's not about... Well, I guess that does make it about them. <sighs> I don't know. But does a two-person show mean always mean it's about the two people? Like, I think very rarely it's about two, two people. I think it's mainly about those two people in the environment they're in. Yeah, maybe I just don't like... Um, maybe I haven't seen any good two-people shows. Also, no one-person shows. Uh, I'm sorry, you can go somewhere else and do that. Yeah, I think... Um, sorry, fine, so little people, but <laughs> I agree with that. Okay, point. but then I also um, have something else to say. <laughs> I think... See, what? and this is why I don't have a problem being like, no two-person shows. Because one pillman is a two-person show. It's a three-person show. <laughs> but also, um, okay. I wasn't like... <laughs> it... It's more than two. It's more than two actors, anyway. 
Coyote. Or three. It's like four actors. Oh, it's like seven actors. There's the brother, okay. the two interrogators, the writer, the little girl, the okay, dad, this the mom, important? and the two children. That's nine people. If you went that route. I don't think anyone does go that route, but if you went that route and like actually had a person for every new person. Why? Why do you feel okay with saying no to two people? Okay, because okay, I don't feel okay saying no to anyone, but I think that it's less likely that a two-person show is going to have the environment, and this is back to like the type of work that I like in theater, which is like a very like community-based, I guess. It's not even that. I just like like ensemble shows that the characters have a lot going on for each of them. And in two people shows, I think this also might be because of my attention span, possibly. It also just lowers the level of collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Like, me as a director would not know what to do with a two-person show. I'd be so scared. That is te- that is actually terrifying to think about. But also, never mind, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, so back to, like, seasons. Um, are we looking at, like, a nine-month working time, three-month off time? Are we going to do, like, a rolling everything um, will shows have end dates? Like, what are we thinking? What are your initial ideas? Uh, first of all, you didn't Let's answer the type of work question. I oh, agree okay. with that. I think my, I think my type of work is just like, I'm just more interested in getting productions up than like you <laughs> are. So like that's just the only difference there. But we're also we're incorporating both into the theater. So like that's fine with me um and so i think that that type of work yeah i just don't want to do work that will like bore me yeah and like there are one person shows and two person shows that are interesting it's just that the majority of the ones that i've been exposed to haven't been i think we also should do work that like asks the right questions and not oh yeah for sure is stupid or like boring yeah Yeah. um so or theater porn we don't want that no Um. but something that that does bring up are what are the right questions um i think by what i meant by the right questions is just like challenges are norms in a positive way or like challenges our outlook on life in a positive way like i don't want someone to be challenged and then like be negatively impacted yeah (laughs) What are your questions? What are the right questions for you? What are the right (sighs) questions for you? I think... um, I don't think there are... um, I don't think there's like a list of right questions. But just, I think... um, I don't even know if there are questions that I think are wrong... I think there are all questions that are brought up are like good questions. It's just a matter of how they're handled in the development period. But like if someone's question is like, why is water wet? Or like, is water wet? Then I'm going to be like, what are you? No. How will this help anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, how will this change anybody's mind? Sarah said, 
that I have, it's been in my mind whenever Sarah I... Sarah Wansley. Yeah, whenever I've read or seen anything is, um, it's not like the why this play, why now? It's who is this play healing? And I think that's a good, like, barometer of whether it's, um, good to do or not. Good meaning for my artistic, um, integrity, I guess. Yeah, and I think this question also goes into, like, who we get for um, our, like, development residencies because we want to make sure they're asking the questions that are, that we agree with. Yeah. And, like, moving in the direction we want. Or, like, we align with. Not that we want. I'm going to break my leg. Um, (laughs) What did you say? I'm going to break my leg. Oh, um, so we're going back to the season. We've like touched on a lot of things before, but like the original idea was to just have like a year round working thing, but not necessarily have something up all the time. I think that after like the first year, we'll always have something up just because of the way that the residencies will hopefully work out. But, um, Yeah, I don't think that... Right, because we said, like, summer would be a good time for, like, the dance... I'd, like, to have a dance residency happening because um, they would have, like, more time. Um, But then again, they could do that during the year, I guess. I don't remember why we thought that a dance residency would be better over the summer. Um, If I remember correctly, it wasn't a dance residency in the summer. It was in the winter, but I could also be wrong. Thank you. Play the track back. <laughs> um, only if we could. I mean, we could. Um, It'd take a really long time. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. I think, though, also, like, something that might come up is, will we have, like, a balanced season, I guess, um, in terms of the residencies pumping out work? Like, Will it be a mix of art or, like, will we have, like, one heavy season of this type of work and then a season of this? Like, what are your thoughts on that or, like, ways that we can avoid that? What do you mean? By type of work? Like, like what happens if, like, we have a bunch of dance pieces that want to go up into production at once? And so then we have, like, a whole, like few months of just like dance productions and then like will that will that keep our audiences happy or will we need to um try to find like fillers to like you know do you know what I mean because like when theater are like thinking of their seasons they're like okay we'll do two musicals and like six straight plays and then we'll do like two dramas straight plays and like two comedies and then like two classics do you know like they're like mixing everything so like what it would be like an ideal season structure for us do you well think? i think that that goes into play with the um residencies that we choose but i think you need to answer the question of are we going to put up shows that aren't just a part of the residency program I think we said yes to that. Okay. 
Um, so then... And in my mind, I don't think there's any issue to that. I think to stick with, like, our mission, if you want to say, would be, what like... What is our mission? To do newer work. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you know, like, we don't want... Right, like, we don't want to do classics. We don't want to do boring shows. I'm fine with doing classics in the summer, um, or, like, around the holiday season, like, the end of December, nope, December, um, because I think that that is when the most people are likely to see shows, um, and I think that we can't, well, also, we have to think about the other theaters in the area, so I was the reasoning behind saying that like we can do classics is that I don't want to deprive someone of exposure to those. But like if theaters around the area are doing them then it doesn't we don't need to fulfill that in any way. I mean I know like the, like since we're basing it right now in Rochester in the Water Towers um the one Lort theater that we have does a Christmas carol every Christmas time. Would you say that's a classic? Um, no, but you mentioned the holidays, and I'm like, people only do holiday shows at the holidays. They don't do classics. Um, and I've never seen a classic during the holidays. I think it might just be me, and my school always went to the Folger Festival, and it's Shakespeare plays, uh, and it was always, like, December, January. So I just associate, uh, uh, like good Shakespeare with Christmas. Interesting. Um, And then everyone does classics in the summer. Yeah, everyone does classics in the summer. But why do you, why is, why, what was your reasoning that they do classics in the summer? (laughs) What was, whose reasoning? Yours. You, like, you mentioned something. Yeah, I said, if we want to do classics, then it'd be good to do, oh, because then it'd bring in more money. And people are most likely to see shows that aren't, um, like, usually interested in it in the summer because their kids are home and they don't have anything to do. And then in the winter because they're giving people tickets as gifts. And then I realized that it doesn't matter if it's a classic or not. But people are more, like, comf- non-theater people are, are more comfortable. Like- no, no, I'm finishing my thought. Non-theater people are more comfortable with... Um, seeing uh, plays that they're used to seeing. So if they, like, see it, they're like, oh, I can get this for this person. You know? I fully agree with everything you said, but I think that the question of classic comes into play here. Because, like, let's say you're, like, we're talking about classics. Like, people have heard of, like, Titus Andronicus before, but, like, they're not going to bring their kids to see that if they're bored. <laughs> You know, and so I think we have to go into like, oh, maybe summer's a good time to like do a kid friendly show yeah. and then do like a classic too, so that like people can bring their kids and like people, so people will be spending more money because it's the summer yeah. and there's, you know, yeah, that is so very that funny. could be like a, an initiative I, type of thing to have like something that you just said. Like, sorry. <laughs> No, keep going. Something that you just said, um, I really liked, 
and I don't know if you said this on purpose or if I just wasn't listening and I heard what I wanted to hear, but having the kid show be a classic, I think is very fun. Like, making a classic for kids. Kid-friendly. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. I didn't say it. I said a kid's show. Um, <laughs> but that would be fun. Um, yeah. And by a kid show, do you mean a show for kids or a kid show? What's Can the kids be a part you? of it? Those... <laughs> kids could be a part of it, but like that's not the point of the show. Okay. The show is so like kids can see it. Yes. That is what I thought too. But then I also thought it'd be fun if like the kids could But then I feel like it becomes a summer program. I don't know if that's... <laughs> no, I think that's fun. Um, I think... Okay, I'm pretty sure there's probably someone else that does this. But if they... Is this for, like, little kids or for, like, high school? Oh, no, 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 for, like, for little like, kids. Yeah. I think high schoolers... Yeah, I think high schoolers and up can work on, like, the real shows. The real shows. I meant, like, the non-kid shows. Yeah. No, but I think it'd be really fun if we did a classic in the summer with adults, and then we did, oh, an adults for kids, and then also during the summer we had a program where the kids worked on the play, not the kids, but just a group of kids worked on the play. On the same play. Yes, on the same play. And then, like, before the show, you had a little kid showing, and then... You saw the big one. And maybe the kids that worked on the kid show were, like, little people in, like, on in the ensemble of the big show. Yeah, that would be cute. There's another idea um, that we can work in. So that's, like, a good summer idea for, like, our season. Um, but, like, our season starts and ends the same time. So it's just, like, rolling constantly. We don't have... Um, a like dark period. I don't think so. Um, I agree. And then I think it's important that through the residencies and the non-residencies shows that we make sure like it's a balanced and flow it flows. Yeah. Um and for like me, I think that would look like maybe like a dance show, like, if someone had a musical ready, like, a couple plays, um, maybe a musical performance or two, or, like, two dance shows, I just don't think it should be, like, very heavy into one or the other. No, I don't think so either. I think that defeats, like, the purpose. Yeah. But I think there should be one of everything. Hopefully. Yeah, I think so, too. At least one. Okay, so this episode, we're also going to talk about marketing um, and target audience and that stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so we already kind of talked about this with the kids show over the summer. Yeah. So, like, that show's target audience is families. Yeah. But overall, we would say, I personally, I think, I always, like, whatever I'm working on, like, I think this is a big part of my 
like theater initiative and journey is to like always create shows and work for the younger generation not necessarily like kids but like 18 to 40 like that's the age group i really want to hit because it's so underserved in the theater community like tickets are too expensive for them to come to the material isn't engaging for them and so they're always like missed and not accounted for and like that's why you see like 90 percent of theater houses are over 60 do you think that's true for outside of like broadway i think it's more true for outside of broadway like community theaters community and like theaters regional theaters though. regional yes regionals worse than broadway in a way Oh. Because Broadway brings in tourism. I guess I, the, I think the only re, oh, but those are, okay, so the theaters that I'm thinking about near me are, like, the ones in D.C., but I feel like, uh, never mind. <laughs> I understand now. But when you get to a bigger city, it gets younger, too. Yeah, because yeah. Because makeups of bigger cities are also younger. But I don't think with. there are any regional theaters besides the Hippodrome in Maryland, and they just tour whatever's on Broadway or whatever's touring right now. Like, it's a Broadway Well, that's house. not regional theater. That's, yeah, that's a... See, but then what's regional called. theater? I'm confused. Like, what's another regional, regional theater? Regional theaters are, like, Lort theaters. That's a regional theater. Like, if they're a part of Lort. I didn't know that Lort theaters were outside of New York. Most of Lord Theaters are outside of New York. Okay, but can you name one? Or are they all just... Jiva Theater Center in Rochester, well, New York I... is a Lord Theater. Um, I think in California, what's it called, is a Lord Theater. Yeah. But La Jolla does a lot of out-of-town tryouts, which is fine. Like, like Lord um, regional theaters do that a lot. But, like... La Jolla is a little different, I feel. No, what's it? Um, now I can't think of it. I don't even know. But yeah. Where did we tangent We were talking that? about the... Oh, about age yeah. range. I don't think I ever noticed that. But I think it's because there aren't many theaters in Maryland that are, like, established and have been running for so long. I wouldn't say any of these Lord theaters are targeting old people. I mean, some might well, be yeah. because they need... It's just what, money, like, the... But industry wants or they don't want it but they're unconsciously like where sarah where sarah work cleveland playhouse like that's a lord theater those are like the theaters and like sarah's told us about like the encounters she's had with all like the old grumpy white people yeah um and so i mean it's true like you can look at the data and it's like really sad because like even like me like when i go to the local my local theater, my local Lord theater, it's all old people. And I'm literally the youngest person there. And it's like, this is so sad because you're getting like exposure to good theater should not just be like, it should be happening at a younger age. And like, if, if I went to like the touring Broadway theater here, yeah, that demographic's a lot younger, but like, they're also only touring like big musicals yeah. that people have heard of before or like they've listened to the music or it's blowing up so like it's more important to get recognition of like smaller um 
not well heard of. Like the best, the most um, profitable and the longest running show that the Lord Theater here did was In the Heights because everybody heard of Lin-Manuel Miranda and the show. And so people were rushing and dying to see that show. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I don't care about old people. I do, but I don't. Especially when it comes to... You, you know my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to our mission is... Okay, so the reason why I think I never thought that people were like... Uh, I never took like age into account when I was thinking about theater audiences is because I think the theater um, standard is that of older white audiences. So is our mission to change the theater standard to reflect the people who... Never mind. I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, I think that can be a goal of the theater. I think our main mission, though, is our community art center. We have to start saying it. (laughs) Um, I think the, let's just say center, not theater, center. Um, I think the mission of our center is to develop work Mm -hmm. that challenges thought and like engages younger audiences. I think it's important that young people see non-Broadway. Oh, yeah, for sure. Scrappier theater. Not even scrappier. Just not, like, I know when I was young, not young, literally pretty much until I got to college. Yeah. I didn't know that theater existed outside of, like, real theater where people got paid to do it outside of Broadway and off-Broadway. I had no clue. And, like, the touring houses. I was like, oh. Like, that's the only thing that you could get paid to do. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. But I think that's also because community theaters in the United States are, like, deeply underfunded and underappreciated. Um, And there are some big community theaters that, like, might not even be classified as community theaters because they're so, like big and professional but they just like don't have the funding yeah you know or the support do you also want to hear a funny story this only has a little bit to do with the project no keep going so there's a theater here in frederick called maryland ensemble theater but everyone just calls it the met because that's what the initials are so when Uh. everyone talks about any shows that are happening at the met I'm like, those did not happen. Like, what are y'all talking about? And then when I got to school and everyone was talking about the Met, I was like, how do y'all know what this is? And then I realized. I went on a tour for one of my classes and I was like, that's it. Got it. Got it. You looked next door and you were like, ah. See, the thing is, I was like, no, that's the opera. Also... There's the museum. I was just not. I was so confused. But the Maryland Ensemble Theater is like a huge theater. But it's not 
like a regional theater. It's just a theater with some people. Like, I know the people that work there. So what would it be classified as? I don't know. Because they're, I think they're too professional to be called community theater. But also, is the reason that there's such a big problem? But that's your own bias problem? of a community theater yeah. coming in. Yeah, for sure. I would, like, say that it's, like, a... What's... Okay, I would say it's at the level of a summer stock theater, but they just go all year round. What's the level of a summer stock theater? I think that summer stocks are above community theater because people get paid. That's what I think the difference is. In community theater, people don't get paid. I look at summer stock equivalent to regional because usually regional theaters stop over the summer so that summer stock can happen. Wait, what did you just say? Oh, I understood now. Yeah. Okay. You can think Like a lot of regional theater... A lot of regional, but like also a lot of Broadway and regional theater creatives go and do summer stock. Yeah, you're right. I still... So like, yeah. I still... Here's my theater hierarchy. I think all of this is dumb and should stop, but this is how I've perceived it. So it's like... Also, here's another thing. I know that I had a weird high school theater experience... And that's probably why. Okay, so mine is community theater, high school theater, or like, it's community theater and then educational theater, and then um, summer stock, regional, off-Broadway, Broadway. I would put off-Broadway above Broadway. Oh! I don't, yeah, I'd probably put Broadway at the bottom, but that's not, that's what I perceive the hierarchy to be. Right, right, right. Because people that did community theater at my high school, they were made fun of. Because the community <laughs> theater near us, it like, it's not. It's, we know who made it, so we're like, why are you working with them? They're such a bad person. Yeah, I think it also depends on, like, what the community theater yeah. is, you know? Like, okay, Blackfriars, what like, is that? See, I consider that regional, but that's, like, low-tier region. Like, they're not lord. Yeah. So, like, they're technically community, but, like, it's good theater. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I also get confused with, like, the Kennedy Center and, like, other centers. Like, other art centers. But those are, like, special event spaces, pretty much. Also, the Kennedy Center, like, tours Broadway productions. Yeah, I know. But they also do, like, other things. Like, the Nebraska Art Center does, like, a bunch of other stuff. And we have, like, our counties have art centers. And I, those aren't theaters, but they just bring in a lot of the community theaters. So I just get a little confused. What? This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I mean, it does. Um, But I've never, like... The Kennedy Center does not bring in community theaters, does it? Uh, not, like, community theaters, but they have programs that put up, like, smaller playwrights. Interesting. I didn't know that. Do you have, like, a state art center? I don't think so. What do you mean? I'm also in New York State, yeah. so, like, But all New York's art so big that I feel like you should City have some. It's centered in 
like we have a performing arts center here that like tours the Broadway shows and they have like a commu- a little community theater in their like attic that does um like high school community theater shows whatever that would be called but like we don't have like a centralized community arts center yeah just a performing thing. arts center but they also like show visual art and things like that I don't know. We have a museum here that shows visual art. Well, the museum's part of the art center. Or I wouldn't say it's a museum. It's just a gallery. But... No, see, like, we have the museum... The Memorial Art Gallery. But that's, like, big. But, like, it doesn't have a performing space attached to it. Our, like, lobby is the gallery. Gallery. And, like, behind the gallery is the theater. So, um... Okay, marketing, I think, of course, like, a big presence on social media is necessary nowadays. I agree. Um, But not just, like, a big presence, like, a non-annoying, engaging presence. A truthful presence. Like, I think... Right. We have to... We only post things that we are excited to share with people. Right. No, I fully agree, because, like, we don't need, like a stupid poll here or like something like because the more stupid things are posted the more people ignore yeah exactly the page and so every time we post we want people to pay attention to it yeah i think we want like a little bit of anticipation too for like the next post yeah. right like can't wait for them to post again yeah just to see like what they're up to um, yeah I think also, like, a really fun and engaging website would be really cool. Yeah. And what I'm thinking but is, But also, like, it's easy, very easy to navigate. Right. I think, like, I've always thought about this, but, like, what if, like, the theater's website, like, brings you, like, to that place of, like, the physical theater? So it's, like, a kind of a tour of the theater, but... It's, like, so if you want to go to, like, ticketing, you're brought to, like, the, a picture of the box office. Yeah. And then, like, if you want to go to, like, um, like the development residencies pages, like, you're brought into the rehearsal room area or No, something. I think that's really cool. Um, I've always thought that that would be really cool. No, I think that's really concept. cool. And it's also even cooler because then people aren't, like fully out of their element when they come into the space yeah just because i know when i walk into theaters i get so scared because i have no clue where anything is they also just don't tell you anything yeah um, you so know you nothing show up and you're like if i ever had to go to a signature signature show without you oh my gosh death i would have died i would have been where am i supposed to go Oh, didn't you go without me, though? But I had already brought you. Yeah, yeah we saw... Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like, what else should we say about marketing? We should have a marketing person. Back to staffing. <laughs> oh, for sure. I Did we leave that we out? We definitely I did. Think we did. We I, what did. we definitely we'll said was a right director now. of residency, me, you, um, you. lawyer, a accountant, cook. that's it. I don't even know if we said accountant. No, we did. 
Oh, okay. oh we said you director also talked finances, about the car. something like that. We did talk about money. Okay. Um, but yeah, we definitely need a marketing um, person. But we should definitely have a marketing person. And I think we should have a, a director of residencies, but I think we should also have someone that's focused on each of the, like, branches, like theater, dance, um, music performance. Music. It's, I felt like there was four. What else? What other kind of performing is there? Yeah, I don't know. All right, I think that's it for this episode. I do think so thank too. You again for, I thank you for listening. We'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye.